Anne-Marie, is this the first time you've killed someone? Yes, that's definitely the first time. She's she's not actually, that she knows of, actually really even injured anybody that badly before. She typically uses the gun more to, to scare off, you know, men who have had too much to drink. Right. But didn't anyone ever tell you that never point a gun at someone unless you mean to shoot them? Oh, no, 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 she meant to shoot them. <laughs> and then the second part of that is never shoot someone unless you intend to kill them is the second part of that, isn't it? That part maybe she wasn't so hip on. So yeah, she. I think she would probably be a little freaked out. Probably in the moment with the adrenaline, she wasn't thinking about it, but, you know, crouched down behind the trash cans, I think it, that she would at least test her. Uh... In that case, I, I think it's perfectly sensible then to make a, a sanity roll at this point. In that case, you're fine. So where we left off last time, after having had this rather unwarranted assault by these Ringverine thugs, these gang thugs who all have the the ring, that's why they're called Ringverine. They 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 all have a each gang has its own. The ring union, the union of ring. Exactly, exactly. You dealt with them extremely efficiently. There was only one moment of I suppose of, of peril when, when Safina was being dragged back into the passageway, but you you completely annihilated that guy. The others fled into the street chasing after Anne-Marie, who successfully hid behind a trash can and then blended into another one of these funeral processions carrying a child-sized coffin, which uh, I guess is a pretty grim reminder of the dangers of being young and perhaps uh, not very wealthy in, in Berlin. But yeah, that's the second children's funeral you've seen in two days. It's not that common, not that common. The wind blows, the, the chill in the air, and the wind whipped a poster flapping off a telephone pole. And it was a poster advertising Henry Chatan Hoffman and his new partner dancing tonight at the Kakadu Bar. Oh. That was the last thing you saw. And uh, I guess it, uh, it was, it was Anne-Marie who noticed it, of course, being the dancer. But uh, yeah, that's where we ended with you holding this half-torn poster showing the the dashing good looks of Henry Chatan Hoffman or Henri Chatan Hoffman and his new partner, a certain Helena Schelder. He does not waste time, does he? His wife only died yesterday. Who was it who was telling us he'd lost his mind or something? Some load of bullshit lying through his teeth. So yeah, clearly lied. Well, he seems... He seems to have... Uh, seems like water of a duck's back if he's already found a new dance partner and is already... <laughs> I'm interested in how he got these posters out so quickly. You said this is a one-day turnaround. Well, I mean, she's been sick for a while, right? So it could have been that he found the partner ahead of time and he's been playing them. In fact, it's a good question. As you look closer at the poster, this run has been going for two weeks. Wait, what? Yeah. Ah, so he didn't turn around and do it after she died. She's been sick he's, and he's been doing his thing. He's been busy. Did it say it's his new wife? Or his new partner? No, new no, his partner. new dance partner. So, it's late now... Was he a dancer? I thought he played the piano. Well, yeah, as well. Yeah. So, it is late then. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's getting late. It's Sunday the 11th of November. It seems impossible to believe that this whole series of crazy events only started 24 hours ago at the Residence Casino, but you've been busy. So what do you want to do, guys? Um, the, the, it's still early enough to catch Henry if you want to at the Kakadu Bar. Because you know that these things go on late. It's a sign. I think we gotta go see the man. Remember that we all took damage. You did all take damage. Didn't we you? all took damage. We're kind of beat up. I, I didn't. Did I take damage? I sure did. 
I don't remember taking damage. I took damage. I got in the middle of three dudes. Three dudes jumped me. Yeah. Even if I didn't, I definitely shot a couple people. I shot a couple of people too. We probably have blood. My, I'm sure my dress is torn. But we're not going straight to the bar from here. Okay. I mean, the run goes on at least another two weeks. He's there for the whole month. It says the whole whole month of November. Right, so we know where to find him. We know he's around, and we know other people. What, what if we go to the club and we hang out by the, the backstage door for him to leave? Let's just go get cleaned up. Yeah, that's what I mean. We don't need to go to the show. We can we can go to after the show, is what I'm saying. I was going to mention that the last time we went to his performance uh, didn't end so well. And the previous performance we went to as well didn't end so well. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I want to go home. I think if we go, maybe some of us shouldn't sit there and listen to the performance. <laughs> Maybe no, we I should. want to jump him outside. Yeah. yeah. Jump him outside. <laughs> yeah, we're going to jump him. We suspect him of murder. He's uh, done all kinds of messed up stuff to us. We have enough information to, to, like, bluff and make it think we know more than we do. But it is all circumstantial, isn't it, really? You don't have that... Isn't it? It's enough. It, it, it's it's enough to get you know to have a have a little gangster's funeral. That's definitely it. is. Definitely is. I'm sure, Katorian, you have a, like a mob doctor who can help out with a bit of uh, medical attention if you if you need that. I, I hope so. Yeah, I'll be giving him a call once I. I think we just speak to Henry first. You're like we just had to revive you, Sathena. Yeah, maybe we don't go do this tonight because like I'm pretty beat up too. I forget how I took damage, but... I'm not hurt at all, so... No, because I fought back like a baller. Pistol with that guy. Uh, so I don't mind hanging out in the back alley and just watching. Because I'm curious, we don't know where he lives now, right? So it, it maybe instead of jumping him right away, we can follow him. Yeah, I could come with you. I'm okay. Okay. Do we want to do that, or...? I don't think so. I'm tired of being led around by the nose. We're going to do this on my terms. I'm going home. Amory and Max, you head off then. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not thrilled about the idea of splitting up, but if I won't let her go by herself. I'll dab a little bit of the blood off of Max's face and uh, and say, "Come on, let's let, let's go hang out in the alley and see what we find." Just a couple, just a couple of, just a couple of fellas. No, uh, just a couple. Okay, so you head off to the Kakadu bar. The others head back to Cafe Sophie. No, I'm going to go to the bar. Oh, okay, going. all right. And um, yeah. Eckhart also goes to the bar. Uh, Safina and Katorian, you head back. Maybe Katorian, you. You can make a luck roll to see if your doctor is, is available. Oh, but you failed. Unfortunately, your doctor is not around tonight. I'm sure you can get him tomorrow, because maybe it's just a bit too late. He's probably drunk somewhere in a bar, like unconscious. He should be drunk in your bar. But he's <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. He's too drunk. It, it, it's up to you, actually. He is completely shit-faced. Actually, he's too drunk, and I'm not going to let some guy touch me if he's too drunk. So Someone says, like, well, just give him cocaine. And I'm like, so the no. doctor's always drunk on cocaine, but right now he's like asleep. <laughs> I think that's it from now on. Every time you need him, you gotta make a luck roll to see whether he, see how drunk he is. Because for doctors in the twenties, just like wasted all of the time on like ether and God knows what. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's true, but in our milieu, I think that's probably appropriate. <laughs> all right, so Eckhart, Max, and Anne Marie, you head off to the Kakadu Bar, which is. I'm not sure exactly where it is. I think it's probably Kreuzberg. It sounds like a pretty rough neighborhood. Let's say it's Kreuzberg, which is a rough neighborhood back then. Are we going to go confront Henry? Is that what we're doing? We're going to follow him home. That's what's happening. 
Well, no, apparently you've decided not to because you were too injured. I said I wanted to go. They decided Oh, you want to go? Injured. Okay, <laughs> in that case, you, you, you're there as well. It's just Katorian. Okay, so Katorian is back at the Cafe Sophia, and unfortunately his doctor's drunk. So, All right, so the four of you are hiding in an alley. Now, of course, four people trying to hide in an alley, not the most discreet of things, but so what I will do is you all have to make a stealth roll. Okay. We're not exactly hiding in an alley. We're more loitering in an alley. I think two, we should probably split off. We should probably two on each end of the alley. Like two couples, right? Because we've got two men and two women. Okay, all right. Still make a stealth roll, because at some point they will come out the back, and it's just a question of whether they see you or not. I'm not stealthy at all. Oh, but tonight I am. Oh, wow, look at those rolls. Max and Eckhart get to tick this. Wow, look at that, what is going on? Only one of you's got a stealth above 30, and yet you all succeeded with a natural roll. We were destined to succeed here. So yeah, so you you are extremely discreet. Maybe the um, raucousness of the night. You really do get the sense that this strange mood has overtaken the whole city everyone seems just up for the party and maybe people are just not as observant or just overly drunk or high on opium or whatever it is they're taking so you easily blend in to the crowd and probably about an hour after you're there your your teeth are starting to chatter because uh, it is really it's it's always cold in november but but it's really particularly cold now with that wind that just whips down every street and alleyway blowing newspapers and and trash along and whipping the dust up in the air there's a hint of rain as well and some mist starts to descend and at about 11 p.m you see a a bright shaft of electric light breaks into the alley as the back door to the club opens and you all see henry chatan hoffman standing there his angular handsome features starkly outlined in the uh in the lamplight that lights him up. You can't tell right now, he's just standing there and he lights a cigarette. You can all see him now, those those handsome features, the bow tie. He's got a sheen of sweat from his dancing and he puts a finger underneath his collar to loosen, loosen the collar How does he look otherwise, like health-wise? He looks okay. I mean, he's just casually smoking a cigarette. It doesn't seem mad. He doesn't look pale, gaunt. No, not particularly. You can make a psychology roll then, to see if you can sense any mood in him. Okay, Anne-Marie. No, he he looks... He lo- actually looks happy. You know what it's like being a dancer. Once you've done a performance, you get that high. Yeah. Daniel? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I, you know, he's just finished the show, so of course he's going to be, uh, you know, high on it. So, yeah, he, he just looks normal. He just looks happy and, like, content, which... Suppose is a bit weird given what you've heard has and what you know he's been through the last few days. So what do you want to do? He's gonna be smoking for a few minutes, obviously. It takes a few minutes to finish the cigarette. He steps out into the alleyway though. He's just standing in the doorway, you know, silhouetted by the light behind him. The wreaths of smoke going up into the air, into the cold air. I look over at Anne Marie and kind of incline my head a little bit. I'll take that as a go talk to him. <laughs> So I will, I will nod and then I will uh, walk up, kind of touching my pockets of my suit. Uh, you know, I put the pants back on, uh, and then I find a pack of cigarettes and I open it up. And then I, I, when I get close to him, I'm like, "Oh, I, I seem to have lost my lighter. <coughs> I seem to have lost my lighter. Uh, perhaps you could uh, help me with the light there, Mister. Uh, supposed to say your name now. 
he's got terrible German and after a, a few stumbling words he says do you mind if we speak English I'm I'm, I'm not so hot at the the Deutsch speak oh do I speak English <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question <laughs> I don't I don't think I do language owned 45 I do but I'm not there does he step out of the doorway to speak with her and hand her his life. He leans forward. He leans forward. He he lights his very elegant gold-plated lighter and holds it up to your cigarette and lights it for you. Let's say you're communicating in some fashion. His poor German, whatever fragments of French and whatever. And he and he says, um, "You're not a guy. I can tell. I can see. I can see you got some curves underneath that jacket." So I say, uh, "Well, in Berlin, I can be whatever I want to be." Isn't that true? And then I kind of blow smoke in his face in a sexy way. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, so uh, you, you want an autograph? Is that why you come back here? I, I, I need to get back and change. I'm all sweaty. Oh, are you? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He says, <laughs> wiping a bit of sweat off his forehead. Yeah, well, you're going to catch a cold out here. Why don't we go in? Uh, yeah, no, but I can't kick these damn things. I always need one after after I've done a really intense workout with. Uh, oh God, I was about to say Anita, but not with Helene. Helene, when you come in, it's freezing out there. You don't seem dressed for it. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll come in. I'll go in. Uh, you go in. <laughs> what if I get to lose? <laughs> oh, so you're going in alone? <laughs> you're going in Uh-oh. alone. Uh oh. This is giving me some vibes. <laughs> See what happens when I'm not there. Of course I'm going in. What do I do? Not going Don't in? read anything into the fact that I play creeps really well. So he steps in, and as he steps away from the door, obviously it's on a it's on a spring, and it kind of closes, and uh, the knife of light is snuffed out, and you the rest of you are now looking down into the I want to try to, alley. like, catch the door. Oh, okay. All right. Very like good. Subtly, so nobody notices. All right. You're going you're gonna to have to hoof it, then. Uh, make a constitution roll. Okay. And I'm not bad at it. Okay, normal success. Right. Do you want to make that? You need, you need to make that a hard success. You're going to have to spend eight luck. Okay. Easy price. And you sprint over, and you just about manage to get your your toe in the crack of the door before it shuts. But very niftily, you've managed to keep the door open without being seen. What are the rest? What are the other two doing? Safina, Max. I guess we'll just wait outside. I don't know. It's too weird to like. <laughs> Shouldn't we all stick together? Well, I just like catch the door. Oh, are you going to hold the door open for us, or did you already slip in? He's got oh, okay, no, no, we're going to come with you. I just caught it so no one sees, and I wait a little while, and then I open it and I peer inside. I just see, like, what's the Yeah, you just see the typical back entrance to the to the backstage of this bar. You, you actually hear some voices coming from off to the right. It says on the door, dressing room, and actually you just saw the door shut to the dressing room. So, yeah, there's no, like, big beefy bouncer right inside. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the door and wave to the others to head in. All right, so you will go in through the back entrance. Meanwhile, we will cut over to Anne-Marie. Henry has ushered you in, and he's kind of, like, looking at you, and he's saying, are you a dancer, miss? I am a dancer. <laughs> I thought so. Like, the, the, the way you move, it's very obvious. Are, are you working anywhere right now? Well, I was uh, beginning to train under Rudolph, but uh, he went off on tour, so uh, currently I'm just enjoying uh, Ru wow. old Rudy. You, you're a friend of Rudolph's? Yes, we met uh, in a dark alley when he lit my cigarette. Seems how many stories start that way. I mean, 
I don't know the guy, but uh, I know of him. And uh, he sold us one of his exercise uh, devices. You know, the the dance frame thing that he does, that weird shaped, you know, with all the triangles and all that. Yeah, how did that work out for you? Yeah, we uh, we couldn't get it into the house, and you know we just had to had to uh, leave it to rust out out in the yard. It seems a bit frivolous to me. Uh, I prefer just a bar and a mirror, you know. A bar? I bet you there's one of those here, and I am getting thirsty. Oh, look! Well, why don't you come in? Uh, come in and meet Helena. Um, I'm sure she'd like to meet a, a fellow dancer. Come on. And then you go into the dressing room, and that's when they sh- when the door shuts. And the other saw. And you go in, and his partner, Helena, is sitting at a mirror, taking her makeup off with a cotton ball. And she looks around, and and she kind of gives Henry a a quizzical look. And she says, Henry, who who is this person? And and Henry just introduces you to her. So Henry says, "Uh, I'm so sorry, it's so rude of me. Uh, Miss, what is your name? Oh, uh, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie cool. And I extend my hand in a very, you know, feminine way. And uh, Helene sort of gives you a very sort of icy look as she shakes your hand. And Henry says, yeah, Anne-Marie's a dancer too. And Helena kind of shoots him daggers and says, oh, yes, yes. Ah, another dancer. Hmm. Whose name you didn't even get before bringing her inside. He Damn. is such a sleazeful. I think I'm making him much more of a sleazeful than he really is. It makes him an easy mark for us, so that's good. This awkward tension sort of settles in the room, and yeah, you definitely sense that Helene is not particularly pleased that you're in, in the dressing room with her, but Henry just seems fairly oblivious to it, and he opens a bottle of champagne, pours you out a glass, toasts everyone, and, and it, it is the spirit of, of bonhomie. Do you want to say anything, Henry? As he hands you the glass of champagne. So I'm going to say that I saw... I'll, say, I'll, I'll be honest. I was waiting in the alley. I had uh, I had seen you before many years in the past. Uh, and then I, as I was walking down the street today, I saw this poster. And I thought, oh, it'd be great to see the show. But even better to meet the man himself. And then I kind of look over at the other woman and I wink. And Henry's finally picking up on the possible awkwardness of this whole scenario, looks at you and says, Oh, uh, Anne-Marie, it's, it's not just me. Helene is uh, an equal partner in this, in this endeavor. Uh, we've been dancing together now for um, about four weeks. We, it, it's, it's a relatively new show, and uh, I hope you do get to see it. Maybe, maybe come tomorrow and uh, see it. it. You said you saw, saw me years ago? Where would, yes, where? Uh, about two years ago uh, in the... Terrible notes tells me the place where people had big orgy. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? The vice of mouse now? Uh, yeah, the the vice of mouse. He says, "Oh, you were there." Oh yeah. Well, you know that was a different time. Oh yes, it was, it was uh, definitely a different time. Yeah, we have a different act now, and you know, Helene is uh, far more. Uh, you know, we work together better, me and Helena, than you know. And he kind of, he starts shifting about a little bit uncomfortably on his feet. Fair enough. Well, I thought you did a marvelous job before, and I, I imagine it could only be better with uh, such a lovely partner as Helena. And I'll, I'll reach over and, like, I'll put my cigarette out on, on like, the ashtray on her counter. <laughs> Helena is absolutely, you can see she starts to get, like, incandescent with anger at your at your brashness and boldness. But, of course, she's, she has to be utterly polite to a fan. Meanwhile, outside... So we're probably listening at the door to the tail end of this. 
you're listening at the door let's say so you, yeah you you can hear this sort of this conversation going on and maybe amory exclaiming at various points and making her typical uh gestures and just you know so what do you want to do are you just gonna I wait she's there? doing all right like i don't think we should interject no i think amory is not getting to the point there and i think i'm going to knock on the door Oh god, I'm gonna duck back so that they don't see me. If it yeah, opens. I'm gonna move back as well. So it's Mm-mm. just wait. No, no, I need you just in case shit goes bad. No, we'll be here, but we're not gonna all three of us be in there. No, no, I don't need you. I need Max. Oh, thanks. I guess I'm injured no, and weak. Is... <laughs> Look, I'm the I'm the bark. He's the bite. You see, that's how that's how this dynamic works. It's like um, Hemingway and um, James Joyce. Is that right? Is but... that? I, I don't know. Fitch, was it F. Scott Fitzgerald? Fitzgerald. Yeah, who used to start all the fights and then Hemingway would have to... Okay, that sounds right, yeah. All right, so you knock on the door, rap, 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 and then after you, you hear some voices inside and then and then the door opens and, and Henry is standing there and he says, uh, can I help you, sir? I'm going to kind of like before, like interrupt his can I help you, sir, with... Like, ah, Anne Marie, I'm sure I was sure I would find you here. Like, oh, we're having a drink, great, and I just like go and like get the champagne and like. <laughs> and he goes, oh, but, but, well, hang on, hang on. I mean, uh... I'm just gonna like bluster past him, like into the room, and like, but in a you know not aggressive way, just sort of a like sudden and just jovial. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he is a you know beneath my notice too. <laughs> and what about? Max and Safina. I'm hiding behind the door. You're okay. You're not going in right now. What about Max? Did the door open inwards? In, in inwards, inwards. Okay. In that case, I'm gonna just walk in silently, and I'll gesture to Safina to come in. Okay, fine. If if you were blowing my cover, I guess. And I'll then come. I'm going to close the door and just stand in front of it, like lean right upright against. Exactly it. what I was looking for. Oh my exactly. God. It read my mind. Boys, did you bring the cherries? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, I think Safina's got the cherries. So at this point, Helena goes, What is this? This is my dressing room. I'm, I'm about to change. Where are all these people coming? I walk over to her and I say, uh, You must be Helena. My apologies, madam. We'll be out of your hair as soon as we possibly can. I assure you, it is uh, not our desire to uh, bother you in any way. And we will be out of your way just as are soon as... Are you friends uh, of, of Henry? You could say that, yes. And then I turn around and I look him straight in the eye. Now that the trap is closed. For the first time, he recognizes you because he's actually spent quite a bit of time with you, if you think about it. It was a couple of years ago, but he invited you, you know, you came up to his hotel room. You were at the piano recital. He wouldn't have noticed you at the, at the, at the first show, but at this point, it finally twigs and he goes, oh, oh God, oh God, I'm so, Helena, I'm so sorry. How forgetful of me. Yes, I do know these, uh, these guys. They're friends of mine, friends of mine. Is this going to be quick? Uh, Helena d- does need to change. She, maybe we can go out to the, out to the bar, and if you want to, you want to catch up. Uh. I think this should be just fine. Okay, okay. I'm sure you won't make this take longer than uh, it needs to, and Helena will be able to to change for her show, and and all will be well. Right. So, what brings you to town? Ta- oh well, I mean, we're the ones that came back to town, but. What have you been up to? <laughs> Indeed, you did come back to town. And you've been busy since you've been back, haven't you? Well, yeah. I mean, we've been working on this new show and, well... Oh, please. We talked to uh, Gregor 
and he told us everything. He squealed. What? He told us everything. And boy, we've got you. If I want you done for murder, you're done. Oh, no, 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 please. No, 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 listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Listen to me. I don't want that either. I don't care about what you did or... Who... I know you had myopic, uh, selfish reasons for, for what you did. And I don't care about that. What I care about is what's going on now. And what I want is for you to talk to me. You can see that his lower lip is quivering and he's starting, you know, tears are kind of springing into his eyes. And then he just kind of steps backwards and sits down heavily on, on the sofa and he puts his head in his hands. He says, we didn't know. We didn't know. We, we thought we were doing good. I, I, I thought I was doing good. I, 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 you know, she was in bad shape. You've got to understand. She, she was an addict. She, she had tuberculosis. She weren't, she weren't long for this world. I, 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 thought, we were, I thought it was going to help her. I thought it was going to help her. Don't you understand? She wanted to be a star day. She wanted. And I thought we could do it. Oh, jeez. Oh, and now it is done. And what I need to know from you is everything about how it was done. And what it was. And how it m might be undone. Look around you. Look around at the city. You see what's happening. This is your work. I was fooled. I, I don't they, care. They just took me for a patsy. You will go to hell in your own time, and the devil will deal with you. You are not my responsibility. I was just their mark. Don't you understand? The lousy patsy. Who then? Gregor Grigorovich. Yeah, there was no good bombs at the bookstore. I, the invader, oh. you, you, you've already been there by the sound of it. You, you know you know how evil those that, that man is. I, oh God damn it, I wish I'd never found the place. Curse them, those filthy degenerates. So tell me about the ritual then. I don't know. I, 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 I'm just an idiot. I'm just a dabbler. I, I don't. They just told me what to do, and I, I did it. And, and then she came. And then she came. Each of your co-conspirators told me the same story about how they were a fool to brought in by all their fellows, and they each gave up the truth as I broke their fingers. And I think you'd prefer to not go down. And at this point, Helena stands up and she says, Enough! Enough! Leave him alone! I am going to call the police if you continue this. What are you doing here? I reach into my jacket and I draw my pistol and I say, Madam, please sit down. This matter does not concern you. It will be best for you to stay out of it. Don't worry, no one here is going to hurt you. She just sits down and, and, and she's shaking in fear. And at this point, Shatan Hoffman, he just curls up on the sofa and he's sobbing inconsolably. You can see now that whatever facade of assurance he had before is completely shattered. He, he is a broken man. And he's sobbing and weeping inconsolably. Nothing I could do. Nothing I could do. Who knows? Who organized the ritual? He says, it was him. It was Growl. Alvin Growl. I'm going to light up a cigarette and give it to uh, Helena. And sit down with her. Her hands are shaking uncontrollably as she takes it from you. She says, please don't hurt us. I, I don't know what Henry got up to, but he doesn't deserve this. I, I turn to her and I say, uh, I apologize, madam. It was not my aim to traumatize you or... Uh, Henry here. Unfortunately, these things are necessary for the greater good. I hope you can forgive me. I, I don't know about that. Please, will you leave? I mean... <laughs> yeah. 
I say, uh, I think I think we'll be going now. Yeah, I mean, we got some some decent information. We confirmed that Grau is the ringleader of this. It would be good to know where he is now, though. Want I kind of want to loudly ask him, why did you kill her? And he's sobbing. Uh, you, you're going to have to make some kind of roll to get through to him. Can it be a fighting brawl roll? I mean, it could be if you want to physically, like, rough him up. Beat him exactly the right amount to make him talk. Do you want me to try to get the information from him? I have psychology. I could... You can use a ch- uh, persuade or intimidate or something. Yeah, like well, that as well, I mean, I'm going to try. I'm just going to ask the question, but it might not work. So, you got plenty of luck, probably. Well, maybe, maybe someone else can then help. So it doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Well, no, you can spend uh, 18 luck if no, you. No, I might. I might hope one of my. No, I will. I will pick him up, and by the shirt, and say, "My friend Max here asked you a question. If you like, I will ask Helena to to go to the other side of the room and not listen to your answer." I, I look at her, having said that, and like, be like, go. She just backs away into the corner and turns on the taps, and she starts washing her face frantically in the sink, and maybe singing to herself. I feel like a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm feeling a little un- uncomfortable being with this group all of a sudden. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, this guy's a dirtbag, like... Make your intimidate roll. Make your intimidate roll. Yes. Wow, I managed to fail, even with bonus die. Okay, do you want to spend 13, uh, 13, 13 luck? luck? Oh, that would put me at 37. Yes. Yes. I'll spend all luck. Alright. And at first, he just seems... He seems like he's gone into a catatonic state. And then, as you drag him up, he puts his mouth close to your ear, and he says, They told me if I put that stuff into her, she would flower. Into a god, into a goddess. But it just, it just killed her. It just killed her. But this was part of the ritual. And then, yeah, and then he just flops back onto the sofa, and that's it. He's, he's just in a hysterical fit, basically. He's, you're not gonna get any more out of him tonight. So yeah, I turn, go to Helena, and I say, uh, "We'll be going now." I, again, I apologize. You must believe it was necessary. She says, just go! And she kind of, gathering up her courage, she kind of tries to push you all out of the room. I let her push me ineffectually, and I don't like reacting to it. Okay. Well, I, I hope to see the show later in the week. Uh, have, have a good evening. Yeah, she gives you a couple of free tickets. All right, so you're back out in the alleyway in the cold November air, having, well, I suppose you you now know who the... Well, at least the true perpetrator of this is, or the organizer. It was definitely, well, it was Growl by the sound of it. But also something about what they put inside Anita. Which you kind of now piece it all together. The the injection. Stolen lightning. Mark, yeah, the stolen lightning. Yeah. Oh, is that what they injected her with? Gross. That is pretty gross, <laughs> come to think. Because we don't know that that's true, but still... I still think that uh, a more gentle hand, we would have told us where Alban Growl is. Now we have to wait two days. He could make flight before we can find him. And I'm cold. And I turned to go back, walk back to the cafe with me. Okay. Oh, I didn't even ask that. Exactly. You were too busy beating people up. I was, I was like, oh, we already know where to find him. And then he was like, yeah. I feel like he wouldn't have known anyway. You can always pay Henry another visit tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> go for, a, go for second, second round. Round two. 
I don't think there's any way we we preclude going to this uh, lecture. Yeah, I think we just have to jump that and hope that he doesn't have the information. So unless anyone wants to do any more extortion, intimidation, and, and violence... There was no actual violence. That's there. true, there wasn't. But it was psychologically violent, wasn't it? I... Threats of violence. Which is the most efficient way to make it clear that we were serious, all right? So unless anyone wants to do any more, let, let's wind forward to the next day, the, the 12th of November, a Monday. Everyone can get two hit points back. And right now, the doctor, you, you maybe you, those of you that were sleeping in the Cafe Sophia, one of the rooms or one of the rooms by the hour that Katorian has, uh, that, that, that's canon, by the way. He, he, he has rooms that he rents out by the hour. First thing, if you want, you can, you can get treated by the doctor who has just woken up from his normal sleeping place, which is basically leaning forward on the counter just woken up no 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 i want him two drinks in yeah because he's got the dts and <laughs> yeah he's gotta be just drunk enough okay so yeah he takes a couple of shots of uh, of peach snaps which is his morning drink just to you know like a straightener a morning straightener yeah so if anyone wants uh who's who's he's badly down he can he can try a medicine roll on you so remember everyone gets two hit points back anyway so he says he says to you Mr. Rousseau, I have never seen you in such uh, in such a condition. What are you telling me? Oh, it was a rough night here too. Anyway, now a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You'll be fine in no time. Just drink some mercury and you'll be fine. So the the thing is, mechanically speaking, it takes an hour for a medicine treatment. So if there's two of you, it'll be it'll be sort of mid morning by the time he's finished. But. Uh, I can go without. I'm a little okay. beat up, but... Good news is he's got a, a 90 in medicine because I just rolled an 88. Am I going to be able to get in on this? <laughs> oh, are you hurt as well? I'm hurt, yeah. That's why I wanted to go home. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, he saved the best for last for you, Katorian, because he just got an extreme, which means that was the good stuff. He saved the good stuff for you. <laughs> so you get the full four hit points. And Safina and Eckhart, you can both roll a d4 to see how many hit points you get back. Does anyone else need treatment? Was Anne-Marie injured? No, I didn't get injured at all. I'm a good client of this of this guy. Nah, Safina. Yeah, he definitely saved the good stuff for Katorian. And Eckhart, roll a d4. Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, you're in okay I'm fine, shape. though. I'm at 25 hit points. Oh, you are? Yeah, I have 31. Oh, okay. So I was down eleven, but like, whatever. Well, you're 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 okay, Safina. You're you're still a little bit vulnerable, but as long as you've got plenty of luck. Eighty-five size, so. Yeah, of course. So after all that, it's probably about lunchtime, I would say, because you you are up late. You've got plenty of time before this lecture. Let's see if we can think this through from the beginning to end. He first sends us to go find out what Anita Berber and. Shatton Hoffman are up to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he knows already what they're up to because he's been working with them. Well, first things first. First things first, he invited you to their show, if you remember. Right. He invited you to the show and then asked us to investigate what happened. Yes. Putting us on the trail and sending us to that weird recital. No, no, no. That was Shatton Hoffman who invited you. Yeah, very 
to that, yes. No, but what he did try to do was cover up when we found out about the bookstore. He was like, oh, I'll research it. So he was trying to cover that up. He definitely is, seems guilty. It'd be nice to know where he lived. How would we find that out? Is there a means to, like, a phone book? Wasn't he, wasn't he your friend there, Max? He's a producer, right? Yeah, I think um, previously I asked around people in the industry that I knew and no one had seen him for, like, two years. Yeah, he'd, he'd really gone to ground, basically. And now he's seemingly going around by the name Persitius. Well, the only other thing that we have that I can think of is that when we found those packing slips or orders, there was two dozen life-size dolls made. We could follow up with whoever bought those, but that's the only other thing I have. Unless I just didn't take very good notes. Commissioned by a man to make two dozen life-size dolls. By, by a man called uh, Patissius, or Alvin. That's how we figured it was Alvin. So we know that the dolls are made for him. So the question is if so there's... has a, these dolls made? Right, if there's an address where they were shipped. That's the only thing I can uses three of them for the stolen lightning work. Well, these were life-size dolls. Oh, those are not the same ones. I, I mean, the one we have isn't life-size, I don't think. Unless it's of a very small person. <laughs> okay. Okay, so here's my theory. There's a woman created out of nothing. The life-size dolls are for his ritual. And this Astarte is one of those dolls brought to life. We've seen that happen, right? Remember? I, re- I read that in your book. Oh, right. Well, Safina remembers and, and Katorian remembers. You, the memory loss is very... It, it's more like that, that two intervening years passed in a daze and everything seems like a dream in a way for you, Safina. And, and me as well, yeah. I thought for the re- It's like the same for the rest of us, but we remember normal life happening and just sort of bumbling along through two years. Like, wait, but we never followed up with the crazy-ass shit that happened. We just went back to normal and, wait, how did we get back to normal? Didn't we die? Yeah, exactly. That's why it all seems dreamlike, because you obviously didn't die. It's like we just woke up in our beds and kind of forgot for two years and went about our business for two years. Yeah. And then remembered. So yeah, the the two dozen life size dolls. Either the book is is kind of inconsistent, or there, the truth is, from what from what I understand, that there is a slight confusion there because Belshazzar told you that Persitius Grau ordered two dozen life size dolls. The receipts were for the small dolls that you had. So there's two different things going on. Oh, okay. And it's a bit unclear in the book, but from what I understand, these are two different sets of manufacturing. The life-size ones, and then the small ones that contain the stolen lightning. So here's my theory about that. Is it Alvin Grau ordered these things for his ritual? The, the life-size ones. And the smaller ones were for the bottle lightning, or the stolen lightning thing. Yeah, it's like easier to carry it around in a small doll than a large doll. But the question is, on those orders, was there an address? That's the question. And can we get that address now? No. Okay. It was it was just just made out to ground. Okay, so that's not really a lead that we can follow. That's all I have. Yeah, at least not faster than we can find him at the... Uh, although, whatever this lecture is, the timing of it is vicious, no? I mean, what was going? what's going on in the city? Do you think it must be some... Whatever his plan is. Yeah, with bringing Astarte back, all of this... Whatever's plan is must be coming to fruition. Right. It's the final one. That's also true. We have children that are dying. There's also the young woman who called us. She said she was the one who gave us the doll. From the Resi, at the and, Resi Casino. Yeah, so maybe maybe we could go there. That's a good idea. If we could figure out who it was. We could do that at night. We could do something else during the day. What information? It was a woman at the re- who 
called us from the Resi Casino. Yeah, and she was the one who told us something that made us believe Berber was dead before we knew it. The memory of Berber lives on. She said Berber lives on, or the memory of Berber. Right. The memory of Berber lives on. But that sounded like a young girl, though. It was, yes. It was a young girl that called called you in the cafe, and the same one that called you in the resi and sent you the, the doll. Okay, so as far as her calling us from the resi, is that like she was a guest at the casino and asked to use their phone, and they called her and were like, we have someone calling you from the resi No, casino. no, no, it, like, this is an internal, internal phone. She was in the casino. We were also in the casino. Yes. Yeah, they, 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 there were phones at the table. So, so she called us. Oh, but we never saw. We never saw which table it was. No, no, they don't. It doesn't t- tell you. It's it's all mysterious. That's, right, the that, whole that's part of the game. Of <gasps> mm. So, do you want to maybe head back there tonight and? Okay. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, unless there's anything else you want to do, why don't we wind? Because we've only got a few minutes before he has to go. Why don't we wind forward to that, to another night of debauchery? I think you're. You need a bit of. I mean, given how much fucked up shit you've been through in the last day I think I think you do deserve a bit of time off <laughs> a bit of R&R and so of course you head late to the residence casino to your I guess I'm going to get treated up as a lady again okay so you're all looking fantastic in your normal garb I want to challenge Eckhart to a rematch of the uh, air rifles or the water yeah oh, I got super lucky that time that's right and you play your little games and you have your drinks and you dance and Anne-Marie of course is the is the star of the show the belle of the ball having many young men wanting to come and dance with her who she no doubt just well does with what she wants just tells them to go sling their hooks or maybe has a little dance with them I don't know it depends on uh, I like to dance I like a dance is Katorian buying champagne again? Katorian are, are you buying champagne again? I'll take a glass of that okay <laughs> more meatballs. You have more dumplings and meatballs. Uh, I love the fact that Safina, this little waif of a street urchin, just eats the heaviest, like heaviest food imaginable, like oh, with the big spoons. <laughs> just like a stray dog. And it's getting later and later, and perhaps you're all starting to wonder whether anything will happen. And it's 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 two a.m. It's almost time to head back, when finally, the phone rings, in the table. Who's gonna pick it up? Me. Yeah, the most subtle of the of the group. So, so Katorian, you you pick up you pick up the phone, and a voice says, "I'm glad you're back." You didn't expect that we would that, that we wouldn't return, would you? No, I was hoping. Things are moving on, apace, aren't they, Mister? Is it Katorian? Yes. Yes. Well. You remember your old friend Growl, don't you? Certainly. He's not been a good person, Mr. Growl, has he? <sighs> no. I wouldn't, not that I would say so, but why wouldn't you say so? Mr. Katorian, the goddess of the moon, is alive and well in Berlin. Does that mean that we're all going to be fertile, children will die? Yes, the young always suffer. Mr. Katorian, it's always the young. She cannot bear the thought of others having offspring, you see. That's her thing. And then the phone just goes click. 
so I have a question to you, right before I wonder, but while this was going on, could I have been looking around to see if there was anybody on a phone that I could make note of? Or is it just too crazy to... Any young woman. Yeah, I mean, like a... it's impossible. There's it's like hundreds and hundreds of tables and everyone's everyone's on the phone the whole time. Everyone's chatting each other on the phones, yeah. Yeah, they would definitely need to tell you. So, this is the same voice that called us originally, wasn't it? Yes, yes. That's what I figure. Okay. She find out what our number is. Hit star sixty nine. There wasn't. A, there was no such thing as a keypad at this point. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna note our table number, and yeah. I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna find the back room where the switchboard that must operate this thing is. Yeah. And I'm gonna go loiter outside the door for a minute. We see where this one's going. All right. Yes. And then I'm like, as soon as I like, don't see anyone like about to stop me right then i go try the door okay and try to just like walk into the back all right you walk in there's a couple of switchboard operators there and they turn around and they look at you with annoyance and, and they kind of sh- trying to shoo you out and they're, they're going shh close the door close the door we can't hear i close i close the door behind me and then i reach into my jacket and i pull out whatever like the equivalent of like 50 dollars would be <laughs> In sten- in no in equivalent spending power, so I don't know what I have no idea what the currency would be or what like, about you know, eight million Deutschmarks probably at this point. Okay, so no, I pull out like I don't know what I have. Shit. Well, what's your what's your daily spending limit? Not that great. You're not a rich man, are you? No, not really. Ten dollars is what it says. Okay, well, ten dollars. Yeah, that's probably about a few thousand Deutschmarks. And uh, the girl, the girl, kind of looks at you and goes, "What's that for, Mister?" I say, "Listen, the woman I love, the woman I'm going to marry, just called me on table 147, and I need to know what table she's at so I can call her back. She, she's, she's, she's playing with me. She wants to, she, she wants me to find out. She wants me to be here doing this, and I, I have to find out." You know how many people we have come back here every night asking this? Listen, I, I start taking off my watch. And <laughs> it's a fake watch. <laughs> and she goes, oh, God, for God's sake, what table were you? I, I, I say the number, and I say just five minutes ago. Oh, okay, okay. And she, and she says, Elga, which one was this last one on 147? And, and she tells you. She says, up in the top balcony, far, furthest one on the right. You do not tell anyone we told you this, mister. I, f- I perish the thought. Okay. So. See, I can be a subtle on occasion. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Back th- this. Sorry, this is after the years of hyperinflation. It's 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 only uh, it would be two hundred marks. That's all. Fifty dollars uh, would be two hundred marks, but that's still a fortune. Okay. So yeah, are you going to go up there on your own? I mean, it's just a girl. She sounded pretty young. Okay. No, I'm going to go on my own. Okay. Well, I got you left behind. <laughs> so, you you head up there. And your heart sinks as you get up to the top balcony because you see that the far table at the end, there's no one sitting there. Okay. Well, I go over to the table. Yeah, but... I look around. Yeah, there's a little scrap of paper on the table. It says something on it. It's got something written on it. What's it say? It's got an address. Oh. Ah. Wow, I wasn't even lying. At least... Well... Yeah, it's got an address. The address says 59 Victoria Strasse. 
and then underneath it says, don't leave it too long. And I, I, I drop the, the card on the table and I say, we've got our address. Let's go. Okay. You gonna head out? Yeah, I think we should go there now. Okay. Just eat the meatballs real fast. Just put them in your pockets. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Don't bring meatballs on the ninja mission. It's fine as long as there's no Dobermans. There very likely could be Dobermans. We don't know. So you head out. You know, you know Potsdam and Platz is, is pretty close. And you head out. And as you step out of the club, a car suddenly screeches to a halt in front of you. I'm ready to draw my pistol. And uh, two rather rough-looking men. One of them leans out. He's clearly a Ringverein guy. And he says, If you oppose the evil that festers in this city, you'll get in now. And uh, I think that is where we will end it.